0: Seattle, Seattle, you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the relatives that you can trust. So get to ride and bust it down.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. To the Ron and Don Show.
0: Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 187 now of the Ron and Don Show. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. He's Ron. I'm Don. Charlie, the dog again, is with us. My son is busy doing his homework. What are you guys up to? Hey, you want to sit down with us? Let's do it. Ronanddonsitdown.com. That's the website. We are live again from the Les Schwab Studios. we got tires everywhere. Don't forget, Les Schwab is doing something really cool as we head into the holidays.
1: Yeah, they're doing their uh, annual food drive. And so if you uh, have more than you need for this holiday season, why not drive into a Les Schwab, a participating Les Schwab? They will come out to your car and just hand them the bag that you got at Fred Meyer or Safeway or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or wherever you shop. Uh, Get some non-perishable food items. The good stuff. Uh, the soups and, and those sort of things, no sauerkrauts and lima beans. I hand that off to Les Schwab. We are in great need this year. A lot of people are struggling. Our economy has been rocked for, for very specific categories, and so they need you more than ever. Uh, because of obvious reasons with
0: the lockdown. Yeah. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don show, we're going to talk about sex robots for lonely Americans. In fact, Ron just got a sex robot, and right. Right, he's going to tell thanks you how, for, that, thanks for spreading the how that's going. Also, the slow travel trend. What is that? And is the slow travel trend here to stay? Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Why is President Joe Biden-elect right now not talking to Dr. Fauci? They are not having conversations. And for the first time today, uh, President Joe Biden-elect came out. And you know he's elect because he stands behind this screen that says President-elect. And I love that the current president comes out on Twitter and says, uh, There is no office of President-elect! There's not even an office! Which I thought was really interesting. So they're they're having some troubles with the transition team. Uh, And it seems like the Biden campaign is having a hard time uh, getting their hands on the keys to the White House. So I wonder how that transition is going to go. We're all going to tune in on Inauguration Day because we'll see if the Trump's uh, even show up. For well, it's not j- just the
1: office space. He doesn't he hasn't been granted access to the daily briefings. He's not given top secret information about uh, uh skirmishes around the world, military movements around the world, uh the pandemic preparedness budget so you can start to get your staff in place. So you can hit the ground running like this is not just Joe Biden going. I need a, a copier. In a in a Keurig machine. Yeah.
0: And 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 I don't think Joe Biden was gonna say anything about anything, but then all of a sudden you start pulling troops out of Afghanistan and Iraq, doing this quickly by January fifteenth. So now you're starting to destabilize some might some people might feel that region. Other people might feel like, hey, you just saved a lot of Americans. Who cares if Iraqis uh, and, and people from Afghanistan die. So that could be a thought. But not to get into too much politics here, but I think that this is important because for the first time today, we have seen Joe Biden and his new administration push back and say, hey, look, if if you don't start sharing with us important information, and you even have a lot of important Republicans now who are pushing back against the current administration and saying, hey, you got to make sure that Joe Biden has this information Joe Biden now saying, hey, when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines, making sure that we can scale this, there's some really good news, but how are we going to distribute this? And I know a lot of states right now, Ron, are looking outside the federal government uh, and, the, and states are looking at this and saying, hey, we have to learn how can we fund this and do it ourselves with private practice And maybe we're just going to have to do it with the National Guard and we can't depend upon the federal government to really step in, fund this thing, have our backs and make sure that someone like my mother, who's 78 years old, that she can go get the vaccine and then be ready to travel, maybe maybe sometime this
1: summer. I mean, we, we said we weren't talking about politics much more this year on the show, but this this is this is horrific. Uh, there are credible reports right now that the the president of the United States has not been to a COVID task force meeting in five months. Uh, I, I don't know how you, in good conscience, could do that as the leader of the United States of America. So th- this is costing lives, and the hard part about it is it's it's non-specific lives so joe biden can come out and say if we are delayed by weeks or months do the math, as we talked about in the previous episode, we're right now trending at 1,700 Americans per day. The numbers are increasing day over day, week over week. So it's at, currently at a 1.8% fatality. So when you have a million positives a day, you fast forward a couple of weeks and then you have 18, 17, 1,800 people uh, dying per day. Um, if that's delayed by weeks, you do the math, but it's hard because you don't know which one you know is it is it a, a an elderly person in north dakota is is one of those people uh how do you tease that out from someone that got covid in washington state over in spokane and the day they got it so it, it's nebulous but there's no doubt and i was thinking about this this morning how many class action lawsuits are going to happen in february uh where family members are getting through the grieving stage of their loved one and go wait a minute wait a minute, my family died, be- my family member died because of negligence. Who was negligent? Well, it doesn't take a short leap to, to have a big laundry list of names on there.
0: Yeah, well, they, they say one of the reasons why the Biden administration has not reached out to Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is they say that right now he, he's currently still, somehow he's still in the fight with the Trump administration. President Trump right now is firing a lot of people. And he's firing them on Twitter, which is really mature. You're gonna fire a general on Twitter. You're gonna fired
1: the head of cybersecurity today.
0: Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna fire everyone on Twitter. And in and the in and, and the thought was is that he would fire Dr. Anthony Fauci. As I talked before, he can't. He he is not in direct line. He can't fire Dr. Fauci. He would have to fire someone, bring someone else in that's over doc, Dr. Fauci, and that person then would have to fire. Dr. Fauci, and who knows if he has time for that. So the feeling is, because Dr. Fauci still has at least some judge with this administration in the public eye, Biden wants to stay out of it because he feels like the moment I embrace him or the moment I put him on one of my task force, that means for the next two months, he's not going to be part of the Trump task force. And he wants to make sure that Dr. Fauci is still plugged in. And he doesn't want, I mean, read between the lines. He doesn't want to offend President Trump. So Trump ends up firing Dr. Fauci. And then he's out of the fight for the next two months. Because the next two months right now, while the president is still the president, are pretty damn important. Now that we have these vaccines that we're finding out are pretty darn effective.
1: It it appears like the the playbook is going to be to burn it to the ground, fire important people because they weren't loyalists. And do as much damage as you can. Resist uh, logic and common sense until the very end. And I think the I watch a a, a litigator every day on Instagram. Right now, as a recording of this podcast, Trump and his lawsuits are are one in 25. They have had 25 cases thrown out, one in Pennsylvania that was a technicality that granted like 56 votes is the only victory they've had. And Rudy Giuliani, now that he's at the helm of the legal defense getting $20,000 a day, a Pennsylvania judge asked him direct questions. He had no answers, so he just stood there silent in the courtroom and went back to his tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. And the judges in these cases are just like, you have no evidence. Does Get he have, out of my courtroom. Does he
0: have his doc- doctor, 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 M- not Dr. Magoo, Mr. Magoo? Does he have a mis- Mr. Magoo glasses know. on? If he has he looks exactly on. like Mr. Magoo when he has uh, those on. If,
1: if, if it wasn't so serious, I would laugh at that. I
0: love when he comes out and he says that Joe Biden is, has dementia and he won't make it a year in his presidency. And I'm like, dude, you've had dementia now for, Probably since 9-11. He's unbelievable. But he's he's not getting paid by the U.S. government. Is that right? $20,000 a day. Rudy Giuliani.
1: That's what the Washington Post is and New York Times are reporting. Well, That's course. what he's
0: requested. Wow. That's incredible. Anyway. Hey, guys, don't go anywhere. Uh, coming up, Ron's going to tell you about sex robots. He uh, discovered those uh, for lonely people. Bad tease. Come on, O'Neill. <laughs> it's great tease. I'll be listening. I can't wait to hear what he says, you guys. It's going to be great. And then on the other side of that, uh, because of COVID, we started this slow travel trend, and they say it's probably going to continue, and maybe it's a good thing. So let's talk about that on the other side of this. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down.
1: I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property.
0: Ron and Don proposed a sit down. So they came over to our house.
1: They came super prepared and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had... Several suggestions on you know when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market.
0: They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point, when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do
1: have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if it hadn't been for Ron and Don.
0: I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did.
1: We had multiple offers. $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one.
0: It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful, and the selling process felt like we were their most important project.
1: I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't
0: wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys. Episode 187 rolling on. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. Again, he's Ron. I'm Don. A lot of people reaching out this time of year because we're heading into 2021, and they're like, yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm doing with my real estate journey, but I want to start doing some of my homework. How do we do that?
1: Yeah, and you can't start too early because uh, if you're going to do this for a lot of folks, if you've been in the same house for 15, 20, 25 years... It's a process to get everything out. We, we just did a deal with some folks, and they are like, man, I didn't realize how much stuff. We had squirreled away things in every corner. This is the house we've been in for decades. So that just takes a long time to unravel. It takes a, a long time to get really physically and mentally in the right frame of mind uh, to move on to the next chapter let's start early give you some pointers that's what our free buyer or seller guide is all about to get you thinking and get your mind in a direction where it's like okay this is happening this is
0: happening yeah sex robots you just got one what's going on with sex robots and and why are so many americans reaching out and and get I've, i've heard of robots uses butlers uh we've even heard of robots uh driving us around in cars and ubers but what is going on with Americans right now, the pandemic and sex robots? Because you are on the front lines of this run.
1: Uh, Don thinks it's hilarious to tease <laughs> and say that I got a sex. I did not just get a sex robot. No, but who, what if
0: oh, I did? Because here, here's Who the picked th- this story? I did. Who picked the sex robot story? You did. I, I didn't pick the sex I know, robot but story. but it doesn't mean I bought one. Here, here's the story. Here's the you story. buy one. You're just too cheap. And I
1: find it really fascinating. Uh, there's a, a new paper that came out that said, listen, we're, there's more and more loneliness in isolation uh, with people and specifically in the pandemic and specifically if you're in an older category and they also brought up if you have any sort of disability or handicap. Mm. Uh, And so this psychologist is saying, Hey, with the convergence of how advanced artificial intelligence is becoming and you think about siri or you think about alexa you think about these automated home systems you use it all the time where you'll just pick up your phone and say hey siri call so-and-so and and she can call so-and-so
0: yeah or we do my son's homework where we have to check spelling words we did this uh on this uh broadcast where we're asked siri how to spell die versus dye your hair versus my right. friend is dying yeah
1: so the the thing is um in this particular this uh, psychologist and this work they're doing is like let's remove the stigma from um, the emotional support you could get, even if it it was a a computer or a robot with artificial intelligence, up to and including sexual contact. And uh, they're like, why should we have such a stigma and such shame around this. So let's say you are someone in your 60s or 70s or 80s. Maybe your spouse has passed away. Maybe you were never married. Maybe you have a deformity or a disability, or for some reason you are completely isolated. You're in a pandemic, whatever it is. And you could have a machine that was there that has some basic AI. It can vocalize. That's what? Uh, artificial intelligence, oh, okay. some basic AI. I thought you said something. Else. So uh, it can vocalize, it can listen to basic commands, whatever it is, some kind of interaction. Yep. Um, I'm th-
0: visualizing this right now.
1: And so they're saying, what? What is? why would that be considered a bad thing? So why do we have such social stigmas around
0: this? Well, we, it also has to do with self-pleasure. Because let's face it, when you don't have a partner, people turn to self-pleasure And within our society, you know, and I'll go back to Dr. Ruth Wessenheimer. I think that she was very helpful when she used to do her television show back in the day. And she's like, Hey, self-pleasure. Not only is it helpful, not only will it take you out of depression funk, but it's also this is when people are really concerned about AIDS in this country, and we still should be concerned about things like gonorrhea, syphilis, and everything else, and the other 21 sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, for, for instance, in Michigan right now, just last year, they have 18,000 more cases of gonorrhea than they had the year before. And so when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases, uh, I think that she was really helpful and something like this could be really helpful, but you're right. There is so much shame when it comes to self pleasure or when it comes to robotic pleasure, right? Yeah. So I
1: just, I found it uh, refreshing in a way to have a medical doctor come out and say, let's think about this. And to me, this is also an example of how I think through complicated stories. So when people send me stories about politics or there's all this stuff with the election cycle, even the stories about, Oh, well Fauci said to not wear a mask first. And now he's saying wear a mask. Ha ha. Gotcha. And it's like, no, that's how science and progressive people,
0: science gets to change its mind. The more research you get, you want science to change their mind. Cause if it never changed their mind, then the world would still be flat. And that would be a problem.
1: Right. So I think about, okay, here's a problem. You have isolation. Ah, uh, depression has never been higher. People have never felt more emotionally disconnected in larger numbers. So obviously, with population, we have we just have a sheer more numbers of that. So you're allowed What's to have a, a hypothesis. Solution?
0: You're allowed to have a hypothesis right. in so science, the, right? The so. hypothesis is:
1: let's take our, the instead of uh, turning on your light switch or calling someone automatically, or turning my voice into a text message, wouldn't it be more helpful if we can harness that technology to make you feel some sort of connection, some sort of pleasure, some sort of release, uh, the, if you're an isolated and or depressed person? And I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. And I probably have, and for me, it came from church. Uh, I have these stigmas in overlays like, oh, that's weird. Only weirdos would do that. Only, you know, I, I, would, I would never do that. And 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 even people that have, and we've talked about this before, people that have paid for sexual contact, or if you were a, on the other side of that, a sex worker, oh, well, that's bad and that's evil and you're going to hell and no one would do it. Like all of these stories go through my mind where it's like, why should I think that way? If someone wanted to exchange money for a service, how is that different, just theoretically, how is that different than when my dishwasher's broken and I hire a plumber? It's kind I of, have it, a problem. It's kind of different. Well, but I'm just saying, not that different. If you, if you take away the religious and moral things that were driven into us as children, if you have a problem, my dishwasher doesn't work. I'm going to hire a professional, and now it works. I'm lonely, depressed, and haven't had zero physical contact. If that's your problem, can I hire someone to give that to me? Now I'm
0: going to go to Thailand and hire thirteen-year-olds. So that's no. the di- that's the difference. That's well, the difference right there. Because the slippery
1: slope argument is driving. It's me not crazy. slippery
0: slope though. It's not slippery slope because there's so much child. No, traf- There's so much child trafficking that goes on around the world, and 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 I don't think there's a lot of trafficking of Bosch dishwashers. I just don't think there is.
1: Okay, I mean, I'll so that's that. So you that. And,
0: and then I'll be quiet because I I think your point is a good point. I I just so think-
1: that's maybe where these robots come in. If yeah. you have have a robot. It's not trafficking. It's yeah. obviously not a human being, but it's not trafficking. It, I, I just it might hope, still
0: be from Thailand, but made in Thailand. So
1: I just hope, as a society, um, I don't know of a better solution for someone that is in those categories I mentioned. What's a better solution? Be lonely. Have no contact whatsoever of any kind.
0: I think of, I think of a friend that I, I played baseball with. He broke his neck on a trampoline in eighth grade. And through the high school years, I drove him around in his van, uh, and you had to feed him and clothe him. And and he did, he still got his college education. Since then, though, he Sean has passed away. He never had intimate contact, and that's what he really wanted. He really wanted intimate contact, and he missed that immensely. And I think something like this, I would support. I think his mom would support. I think his brother, Kevin, would support. I think this would be helpful for someone that's locked into a wheelchair, but your mind is fully functioning, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: so I guess when I saw the story, I thought, let's talk about it. And let's sort of, if you bristle at this topic, like I actually bristled at this. Yeah. And I know that you bristle at it a little bit. Um, Lean into that and go, why do I bristle about that? What do, What am I judging uh, why, why am I judging that so hard, and why do I want to keep pleasure away from other people? Why, why would I, because of a belief that I have, why would I want to keep that away from somebody else? So that was all. I just found it really fascinating, I think that we need to address this going forward because elderly populations are only getting bigger. Loneliness is only getting more. Um, profound. Yeah. And detachment is becoming sort of the thing that we uh, all have, where we, you have every device, you have every gadget, you have every streaming service, and you have no intimate contact at all. Yeah.
0: Let's do this. Uh, We're going to come back. We're talking about the slow travel trend that has also started during this pandemic. And maybe you could take your so- sex robot on your next trip. So we'll talk about har, that har, har. on the other side of this. We heard your plea. Now you have three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. All right, you guys. uh, We are back. We are live in in the uh, Les Schwab Studios. I'm I'm looking out the window right now of our studios, and I see a Eurovan. It's a Westphalia, and it's my neighbors. It belongs to Catherine and David. And Catherine and David, uh, they travel a lot around the world, but they also travel a lot in the Westphalia. And then they also have a place uh, where they travel within the state of Washington, and then uh, another place in California. So they are w- very, very well-traveled. And then knowing Catherine, who's in her 60s now, she's been well-traveled since she was a little girl. When, when it, it, it's interesting because I'm a guy who didn't get my passport until I was 50. And a lot of people make fun of that, especially with people with their passports. And I always ask them this. I say, hey, have you ever ridden your bike, ridden a bike, through Glacier National Park, and they're like, you, you mean like a motorcycle? No, I'm like, I'm like, have you ever ridden your bike? And they're like, no, I haven't even been to Glacier, huh? Have you ever ridden your bike along the Salmon River through the whole state of Montana and raced two cowboys? They were on their horses. You were on your bikes with one of your friends, and you raced those cowboys? Haven't done that. Have you ever ridden your bike through the Grand Canyon? Or have you ever ridden your bike through the great state of Texas? from the, from tip to tip? Or have you ever been riding along after an 18 hour ride and just laid down in a stream, uh, in the middle of Yellowstone national park? Or have you been in all 50 states? Uh, because at this point I've been in 49, I grew up in a home where we traveled, but we traveled around the United States and my dad was a truck driver. So he loved to drive. My mom loved to travel. My dad loved to drive and we would hook up the trailer and we had one of those United States maps and the thing that my dad loved to do, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, Ron, but on the back of the travel trailer, every time we would go through a state together, our family, my dad had been through all the states many times because he's a long haul trucker. Uh, we would we would go back and you would get to circle in. Yeah, and you put you, a sticker on it. Yeah, you get to sticker or color in or whatever that is. And we're like, wow, as a family, uh, we just went to Idaho or whatever that is. So growing up in Chicago, that's what we would do. We would leave Chicago. That was kind of our hub. We were uh, north of Chicago. And then we kind of travel. And then also with my father, when I was a young, young boy, I loved being in his truck. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a truck driver like him, a firefighter like him. He was a paramedic. Always in trucks, an aid car, uh, engine, uh, snorkel, a hook and ladder. Uh, I used to have books upon books upon books about trucks. And I just always thought when I got older, I would get a trailer and I would travel. And even with my son, I was thinking, you know, as he gets older, we we'll get a trailer and we'll travel. And the, and the, and the thing is... I, and and I was almost embarrassed about it. I I didn't have a passport, and so you and some other people that were in my life, uh, you're traveling around the world. You're going on all these great trips, and I'm like, you know what? I need to do that. So a number of years ago, uh, you and I went to Normandy together. We went to to uh, uh, England together. We went to Paris together. Some other places. And so what it did is it, it, it opened Saint
1: up Michelle. What's that? Mont Saint Michel? Yeah. It opened up favorites.
0: something in me that said, Hey, this is something that I really want to do. And I want to share this with my son. Cause this is not something like nobody else in my family, except I think for my mother now has her passport and all my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents had never left the United States. Well, See, I don't have the, the, the
1: judgment overlay of that in a sense where, where I just think they're different. I, I, I have driven around America a lot and, and I do travel throughout the United States and will do that. To me, the international travel, it's, it's a, it serves a different purpose. And this, this story that I think it was Traveler or Conde Nast tried to put out, I was like, slow travels here to stay. And it's like, well. I don't know if slow travel ever went away.
0: Well, talk about slow travel a little bit and how you, how you define t- slow travel, because that's what we're talking well, about. This they article just
1: they define it as, like you said, like the van life that's all over the place now. Hashtag van life. Uh, where You know, instead of flying to a foreign country, uh, you take two weeks and you drive your van around. Um, they'll say, oh, you know, explore one island for, uh, I think it was in Nova Scotia or something. We're going to take a 12 day trek around the island instead of, you know, doing a, a hop, skip and a jump type of trip. And so. I don't know if it ever went away. I think it's been rebranded as sort of this van life uh hashtagable thing and now we do have some technologies where you can have solar panels and uh LED sort of lighting. So you could go out in the middle of nowhere and probably get internet access and probably get, you know, you could you could work remotely. Like I've seen people that that are able to do that if you hook everything up just right. Uh so I don't know if it ever went away. It's 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 here to stay in air quotes. But to me they' they serve different purposes. Um, if I go to Arches, which I want to do, and I've never been to Yosemite, so those are two of my domestic uh, hot lists. Um, I know that they're going to speak English. I know I'm going to go into a restaurant and I'll be familiar with the menus. Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that it's going to be in miles that I drive on the right side of the road, et cetera. So it's a different, I want to see those places and I want to experience them, but it's different. Your mind is different when you drop down in Paris, France, and everything's in French and you don't know if you're supposed to drive on the right side of the road and you don't know what the menu says because you can't read it. And so that's the part I wanted you to experience.
0: Yeah. And it's because you have to be present. There's no, there's not a lot of comfort. I mean, you, you, and you're not thinking into the future. You're not reflecting on the past. Everything in front of you is brand new, and and it, all
1: this sights are It's like, oh my yeah, god, I've never it, seen a church from 1400. Yeah, and
0: it forces you to be present. And my point is the same thing on a bicycle, which is really slow travel. When when you ride a bike across America, and I've done this three times. That's different than being in a van or looking through a windshield or being on a bus or flying over in a plane or a helicopter or a canoe or whatever it is. It's different when you're on a set of handlebars and you're going through Iowa and or you're going through Idaho and the the potato fields are on fire. It's or you're in a head a 60 mile an hour headwind. It's just different. And so this, this is what's interesting to me, though. I, I thought about this slow travel trend. I didn't know if my son would like it or not. And then I went and I rented an old Westphalia, an 83 and a half, a uh, number of months ago. And my son and I did a slow lap around the great state of Washington. And coming back from that, we ended up in Mount Hood. And then we came back up and we, we came and visited you. That trip together cemented something in us that made me say, hey, you know what? Next year, at some point next year, because I've been looking at vans, I I think he's 10 now. I don't want to wait five years to get a van or get a camper or do whatever. I wanted to take this trip, see if you liked it, see if we liked it together. And then then we've been thinking about getting a van together. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. That old Eurovan across the street, that's worth double of what it was when you bought it for a sticker value. There are old Westfalia's, the old Vanigans. Some of them are selling for forty and $50,000. I looked at one the other day. Uh, it was a 1989- the guy wanted $70,000 for it. My yeah, friend Brian. I mean, even if you
1: get the, the Mercedes, the Sprinter van style. It's one hundred and
0: eighty grand. My, yeah. my friend Brian. You can get it for less than that. But yeah, they're. they're you can't get a 4x4 four four diesel. Well, for now less, you're adding 4x4 four four and diesel. Well, that's the rig you want. If you, you want 4x4, four four, you want diesel, and you want the Winnebago conversion. Because there's all different kinds of conversions you can get. But if you want that van not only to hold its value, but to be worth more in the future, in the same way the Vanagans were, the old buses were, then you have to get the 4x4 four four, uh, uh, diesel. So. So... <laughs> I don't know if we'll end up getting that, but I will. So there say-
1: are ways to do this for less. I've looked at. You can get teardrop trailers. You can get pull behind trailers that are rugged. Or oh, you can and rent have them. Other accommodations. You can rent them. Yeah, you can so rent them. The, the point being, though, is is I embrace anybody. I just have a good friend that just did a, a two week trip through all the national parks in in Utah and in uh, Colorado and Wyoming. Like he went through all those parks, had a great time, took some great pictures. Uh, I totally support that. We have a very good friend that will go uh, and drive out to Yosemite. And drive through all the part. I totally support all of those things. Um, I've driven from you know Texas. Thank God because they need your
0: support to go on these. Trips. But
1: my point is, is like if, if don't think that if you did that, it's the same as going to a foreign country because it's not. Yeah, and you get different things out of it, and it may not be your thing. Well, here's you a, might not want to go. Here, here's why
0: I want to talk about this. So, because I was amazed by this, I have a couple friends that ha- that that have traveled the world. But then when you start having a conversation about where have you been in North America? And it's like, hey, I've been in a handful of states. I went to Mexico once, I went down to Cancun. And that's kind of it. And so I, I think what this has forced us to do, because we don't have a lot of travelers coming from all over the world into these national parks. And it's one of the reasons why people have gone out and they've got a trailer or they've rented something or they have grabbed a tent because they want to get outdoors. And it's one of the reasons why they have gone into these a lot of these parks and people are camping. Here's my warning, though. Here's my warning. You, you, you talk to a lot of people that live in these areas and they get very upset. Not only because there's a lot more people that are coming in the areas, but then they're bringing in a lot of their micro garbage. And micro garbage uh, is basically, I don't know, I bought some Tillamook cheese last night because I want to make some cheeseburgers for my son. And when you rip off that top of the Tillamook cheese, so you get in the package of the cheese, that little piece of plastic, a lot of people just discard or they throw away. And that's the micro garbage right there in our forests right now, in our camping areas. And here's the other thing. This is, this is completely different from when we slow camped when we were younger. People are on apps now, and you can look at an app, and you can see so many places that are off the grid, and you look at an app and a place where you can go camp for free, especially if you're self-contained, and a lot of people are leaving their micro-garbage behind, and as a result of that, our forests are going to pay the price. And Even when it comes to forest fires, I can't believe that all the forest fires th- that we had this year were a result of lightning strikes. It has to do with more humans that are slow camping, slow traveling, uh, and they're out in our forests, enjoying our oceans, our streams, and our parks. And I think, I think we really have to watch ourselves when it comes to micro garbage and the way that not only we're treating Mother Earth around the world, but uh, right here at home. I'll give you the final say. Yeah,
1: so is slow travel here to stay? Sure. My, my, my message to you will be just travel. Like it doesn't matter where you go, configure your life. Uh, and it's where you can disconnect. You can go experience something, live in the moment. Uh, and that's where you will find to me some relief. If you can go internationally, I re- highly recommend it. It just does something different to your brain. And, and for me, and I think for you, uh, and, and for my brother that we went on that last trip together, it creates a profound sense of gratitude, uh, for what you have and also for where you live and the people that you know uh, because you see the way other people live around the world. And even if they live better than you do, it still gives you a sense of gratitude. Yeah.
0: Very well said. Hey guys, thanks for stopping by and uh, supporting the Ron and Don show. We really appreciate that. And thank you supporting us as we go on lots of real estate journeys. We've been on lots of journeys this year, more in 2021. We'd love to be a part of your real estate journey. Just write Ron, ronatwindermere.com. And we send, send you one of our new buyer books or seller books. Our website is ronanddawnsitdown.com. Keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah. I'm not kidding. <laughs>